Hey everybody, it's Griff here again, and I have another piece of exciting news. So I just wanted to hop in at the top and first of all, remind you that our giveaway is still going on for another week. So hop into the episode description, click the link to the giveaway and make sure you join so you can win a set of Metal Die Hard Dice and the second edition Game Mastery Guide. I also need you to keep your eyes on this feed because on Tuesday, February 15th, we will be releasing the first episode of our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Linked Legacy, playing Malevolence, the second edition Haunted House Adventure. So the first episode will be available for free on this feed, and then if you like it and you want to continue listening to it, Support us on Patreon. We're a Paizo official podcast, and so we release a Patreon show playing Paizo modules called Linked Legacy. If you haven't checked it out, there are three seasons out already, and the fourth season is going to be Malevolence. So we thought we'd give you a sneak peek to the characters in that show by giving you guys the first episode for free. Hope you enjoy, and hope you enjoy this episode. Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes were tasked by Cressida and Vencarlo to undermine a rich Chalaxian's insidious land grab. Their mission took them to Devargo, who in return sought assistance with a special ritual, taking them below the city's streets, searching for arachnid foes. The Cursed Campaign continues now. To a combat, finally. A scary one. Yeah, a scary one. He's a big, huge guy. He's a big, huge spider. And, you know, I, I know this is a touchy subject for Steve mm-hmm. because he's a huge arachnophobe. This so is I, true. I was, I was actually wondering, you know, as I describe this guy coming down from the ceiling, like, what, what parts about spiders really upset and unsettle you? What, so you can emphasize those? No, not, mm-hmm. not for any particular reason. <laughs> All right, well... Seeing no ulterior motive here, I will just start talking. <laughs> I don't like that they're sneaky. Sneaky? Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially when they're the size of an elephant. Yeah, they could be anywhere, man. Like, you sit down on your couch, there could be one under the couch, there could be one under the table. In your shoes. Um, in your shoes. The toilet seat is my personal Ooh, yeah. yeah. I I guess... They're gross, and I really don't like the close-up vision of them, all the spines and weird alien anatomy. Well, that's going to be no, great because this one's so big. Right. I'll right. be able to see that. It's, it's nice close well. up, even from far away. I think it's the combination of them being really strange and creepy and knowing that they could be anywhere is what gets me. Do you like when they like squeeze out of really small spaces? Um, I haven't seen one do that. Surprisingly small for a spider that big. I don't like that. No, I, I think I'd, I'd take umbrage <laughs> with that. I don't think I'd like that at all. So what about the rest of you? Do any of you have any irrational fears? Or uh, do, your, do your characters have un- ir- irrational fears? You know, do they... I feel like they fear very real things, but... That's a trick question. You don't have to answer that about your character because he's going to use it. Don't give him that information. <laughs> now you're on the spot. So if you don't give it to me, we're just going to sit here with dead air. <laughs> you're really scared about rolling low initiative right chris yeah diego is i diego was scared about that i I hate rolling low that's for sure me personally i think the two big irrational fears i have i think are kind of common heights super tall skyscrapers like looking down like i just get like the vertigo type thing and also being out in really really deep water that like Mm -hmm. you can't see the bottom of Mm -hmm. like open ocean if i look down and like i can't see the bottom anything could be below me like, like any size yeah, yeah yeah that but like i think it's like i think it is that yeah no yeah like if i fear saw of like, deep water if i saw like a giant shape underneath me as i was looking down on the water i would instantly die right <laughs> <laughs> yes and then be eaten yes that would be okay though because i wouldn't be there to experience it isn't there a similar fear of like man-made stuff underwater yes that's like mechanothalassophobia or something like that yeah i 
I kind of have that a little bit. Like, I, I, it's more like an interest to me. Like, ooh, that's not supposed to be there. That's cool and creepy and weird. Like, like, sh- a, like a shipwreck or like a submarine that's been sunk. I, yeah, into I think a people that have that have that a lot of times when, like, if you were to sail in a small ship under a large bridge. And you see like the like how actually oh. big when you get up to mm. it that yeah. piling mm-hmm. is. So my direct experience here is when I was playing that shark game Man Eater. Man Eater. Totally yeah. fine. And then like I saw a ship and I was under it and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> no, oh, that's not right. I <laughs> like that. Big. I've been playing Subnautica recently. Oh. It's a lot of fun, but then I'll be like tootling along, like avoiding the predators, and then weird music starts playing, and you look up, and there's this like massive floating entity mm-hmm. with tentacles, and it's glowing, floating overhead. I'm like, gotta have enough oxygen so I don't have to rock it to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun game. It is. Scary, but fun. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else got one? I mean, I have some of the you know, kind of normal-ish stuff, like heights. Um, yeah, that's a thing. I don't like roller coasters either. Um, they're, everything's gonna, it's all gonna break is my issue. The roller coaster, obviously, it will break the minute that I get on it. Yeah. And, and no one else. It's gonna be fine for everybody else. I can watch anyone else get on it. The minute I get on it, the entire roller coaster will break and crumble. Yes. The so attendant guy has buckled everyone in perfectly for four hours. <laughs> a year of the time. That's like a, the structural thing, too, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A- it's the structural thing. So I also have that issue where, like, I feel if I'm too high up on a skyscraper, I feel as though it's going to start tipping and crashing down and it's going to break apart. Do you feel that way mm-hmm. about airplanes if you were to get on an airplane? And no, I pass out immediately. Like, literally, I'm asleep before we. No, <laughs> no, that's what I don't get. I'm asleep before we even take off, and I will wake up as we're touching down. Usually, like, as we slowly leave the leave the docking place to the runway, I start to hyperventilate in a bag. But <laughs> we're on the runway, I'm out. No, I'm sleeping my life. <laughs> they assume that I would have that kind of fear with all of the others, um, but actually, no. Like planes, incredibly calming. Cars, no problem. I don't like love open water um, either in general. Like, don't like that. It's freaky. And again, as soon as I get on the cruise ship, that's when the motor will die and will be stranded at sea forever. That is when it will break and that it's the end. Um, I think you're afraid of improbable odds. You're afraid of not 100% probabilities. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, that's that's because that's the thing. It's like it's it's not usually strictly the heights. It's the the fact that what is holding me clearly is not stable. Yeah. Even if it is, mm. and always has been. How do you feel about like those those grates downtown that open into the abyss? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, <laughs> yep. Okay. I can stand on those, and sometimes I try to be good and i will actually look down Mm. and i do then have that image that flashes through my head of me you know crashing through because that obviously will happen and that's instantly and i have actually been like almost frozen and and like looking down and that's just like flashing through my head as everybody as i just like fall down all the cement breaks away and then i'm laying with a broken neck on the (laughs) bottom of the sewer (laughs) terrifying (laughs) so apparently yes improbable odds i guess I'm, i'm my fear is that I'm the one in a million that this happens to. <laughs> Griffin, what are your fear? Uh, I have two very specific ones. And one has to do with what you mentioned a minute ago when we were talking about Steve's spider thing. I'm afraid of a snake being in the toilet. Mm. Huh. I'm afraid of a snake biting my junk. Hitting you when you're toilet. vulnerable. Yeah. And it, it all stems back to Snakes on a Plane, the movie, mm. when the dude wow. gets bit in the junk. Uh, my other fear is when I open an umbrella that I will hook my eyelid underneath the, uh, that one of the tines will hook my eyelid and rip it off. That is very specific. I yeah, have never thought of that before. It's horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that's wild. But I'm going to be thinking about that now. Yeah. yeah. Open just an umbrella away from your face. That's ruined, what I do. Ruined umbrellas for me. Yep. A new fear unlocked. Holy cow. Of all the things I have concerns about being that one million, that feels like a one in a million thing. And yet I like not an issue at all. Open umbrella. I will not open an umbrella near my face. face. Yeah. <laughs> but will you open an umbrella indoors? I'll do it indoors as long as it's arm's length away. Mm-hmm. 
Huh. See, hopefully that's that means you, you get bad luck for your monsters. I don't know. I haven't opened an umbrella inside lately. Damn it. Yeah. I avoid umbrella opening when I can because of that fear. Who knows how far is far away enough? <laughs> be at arm's length and the thing could have four foot long tines that get me back in the eye. You never know. Gotta watch out for those extending umbrella tines. Ooh, I think I think I also I don't like casting a fishing lure for the same reason. Yeah. But that one is because my dad's friend when I was a kid cast a fishing lure and hooked me right in the webbing between my fingers yeah. and oh. just tore it. Ah. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah. So now I, I, I can do it. I just don't like to, I don't like that. I'm not a master fisherman. And so I can't really hmm. aim that away from my body. If it's coming at my body, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm just yeah. hooking something. <laughs> that, that hook is just rational. swinging. It's just yeah. swinging everywhere. Yeah. Ooh. You got any Emily? I do a little different. Um, I actually find open water and like scuba diving to be extremely peaceful. So I I find that really calming and fun. Uh, I'm not too afraid of heights, but I do get claustrophobic. So cave tours, totally fine when they shut off all the lights, a little unnerving. But the idea of spelunking and going into like the really tight spaces and navigating new areas. Mm-mm. That totally freaks me out. Small enclosed spaces do not like, especially if it's something that you don't really know how it's going to change as you go through it. Not for me. I'm not claustrophobic except in the instance of breath restriction. What terrifies me mm. is like being in a tube or something that you can't get a full breath. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that's panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> that's more panic attack than fear. That's like, I can't gulp down a full breath. Yeah, that that would be terrifying. Well, good. I'll make sure I don't catalog any of these. (laughs) This one's not the horror podcast. You don't have to be on your guard all the time. Yeah, I'm also cripplingly afraid of attachment and love and (laughs) belonging. (laughs) Bad news for you. (laughs) Here's the thing is you're going to hit mine all the time, though. Yeah, because that's what adventurers run into. Yeah, adventurers <laughs> are, are not afraid of the things that you guys are afraid of. You're not allowed to roll that twenties anymore. <laughs> I guess that's good enough odds for you to not be afraid of, right? Yeah, one in twenty. The second or third natural twenty she rolls in a row. Oh, she's scared then. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I think if you that's roll three twenties in a row, you just have a heart attack. And drop. <laughs> oh, I know. What are the odds on that? Calculate the odds. If it's more than one in a hundred thousand, I'm going down. <laughs> But only once I know the odds. Once I know the odds. Never tell me the odds or I'll die. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they kept saying that. That's why they say never tell me the odds. It'll kill Haley. <laughs> well, uh, this week we are refreshing our hero points. So as you head into this combat with this huge ogre spider, I'll tell you what kind of spider. Oh, God. You feel a little more heroic as you head in there. And you know what? I'm feeling a little generous, so I'm going to keep Figgy's hero point as well, since he earned one last time and didn't get to use it. And this hero point comes from our friend Spartan, who says, what is a hero point, really? To many, it's another chance, an opportunity. To others, it's a false hope, only to lead to greater failure. In truth, a hero point is a wish for a better outcome. A prayer cast out into the furthest reaches of the astral plane. Best hope that whatever answers sends you a blessing rather than a curse. Is Spartan a philosopher? That was really good. I don't know. Sounds like it. We should ask Cortana. I really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) That was very dumb. I loved it. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So when last we left our heroes, they had... Met a were-rat woman named Eerie's Yellow Eyes who took them down to the sewers in search of web lurker venom. And there is a break from the man-made section of the sewer, and it goes down, down, down into these more organic caverns below where the air is kind of choked with cobwebs. You adventured down the tunnels and found a hatchery you were able to dispatch of the spider hatchlings within and you entered into a room glowing with iridescent fungi and 
as you examined kind of the the eerie beauty of these mushrooms, a large shadow descended from the ceiling from the web, and this huge, many-eyed brown monstrosity drops to the ground and hisses at you. I think I need perception rolls from the group. What? No way. Here we go. Hmm. Oh. I almost just used my AC instead of perception. That would be quite a nice bonus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sylvie, what you got? A 15. Mirror. 23. Diego. 9. Beck. 18. Diego's biggest fears are coming true. <laughs> mm, but what are they? Low initiative rolls. <laughs> That's Diego's fear. Diego looks out into the ether and sees the puppet strings attached to his arms and <laughs> yeah. legs. Oh no, the puppet master isn't acting as quickly. What has God wrought? <laughs> <laughs> so to begin this combat, near your first. Okay. The spider appears to be about 40 feet in front of you, give or take. And yeah, for the listeners, this chamber extends about 50 feet across and 50 feet deep in this wide circle. And in the back end of the room past the spider, there's this drop-off that all of you can see that just leads down and down and down into darkness. I will say that the webs in the room do not impart difficult terrain, nor do they grant cover but the room is filled with webs, which interacts with spider's abilities. Can I get a distance check for Figgy? 40 right there to hit him. I'm going to cast a spell, actually, on Figgy called Thundering Dominance. Thundering Dominance, what's that do? He is going to be shrouded in a powerful predatory aura, and it will amplify his vocalizations. Get ready, Griffin. <laughs> Gets a plus one bonus on intimidation checks, and then also once during that spell's duration, it can take the thundering roar action. Okay. He is not going to take that thundering roar action at this point in time, as he's a little too far away. So then my next action will be commanding Figgy. He is going to move up 20, uh, 20 feet and stand tall there. That's actually going to be it for him. I'm not... So he's only going to take one action. Y yeah, because I don't think there's any like defensive stances or anything that he can do. Nope. He could ready an action to attack if the thing gets close to him. Yeah, so if it gets with... He can't ready if he moves, but he could ready back where he was. Okay, so then if I move him back, if this spider gets within 10 feet, his thundering roar will go off. Okay. Thank you for helping me with that. It's the spider's turn. It moves within 15 feet of the Damn front it. of the party because of its reach. And it's going to attack at Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie. Oh, she hasn't, she hasn't acted, acted yet, yet, so, so she, she cannot, cannot react. react. This is going to hurt. It's a 32. Well, uh, my AC is a 20. Okay. So that's a critical hit. Mm. Uh, but you got kind of lucky. That's 24 points of damage. Oh, my goodness. Ouch, that was lucky? Yeah. Two twos. And Ooh. I need a fortitude save. Uh. All right. So I did drink that antidote. This so That would impact this. This is a poison. Perfect. A plus two bonus is no joke for those saves. That's important. All right. With that bonus, that goes up to a 23. 23 is a success. Yes. You are not poisoned. You can thank your items. Oh. That's a high save. With its final action, the spider spits a web at Mir, who's in the back of the room, attempting to Ooh. stick her to the floor and wall. You know, not not so bad because I had my lung go up <laughs> down here. That's a twenty-seven. For what? To hit you. Oh yeah, that hits me. Okay, here's the deal: you are immobilized until you can escape. 
What that, immobilize does is it means you cannot take any action with the move trait. Okay. Can do. That's the spider's turn. Next in the order is Vec. All right. Well, Sylvie did just take a really nasty hit, but I don't think she's quite in the danger zone yet. However, we know this thing can hit like a truck and we need to get rid of it as soon as possible. Vec's going to kind of tremble a little bit as he's worried that he's burning this a little too early, but he pulls out a scroll and then casts magic weapon on Diego's long hammer. You are right next right to him. Right next to him so you can cast it on him. Oh yep. my goodness. One action to pull, two actions to cast. It's I'm a magical weaponed maul. Unlimited power. Yeah, Chris, I, I, I hope you're okay with me burning this right away, but like no, absolutely. If I'm we scared. We haven't turns like that. We're in serious I'm trouble. I'm scared, and I think we need to we need to dish some damage to it. And that's it. He can't move. That's three actions. Okay, Sylvie, you just took a big hit. What's your plan now? All right, the spider is now a lot closer to Sylvie, so she moves up to the spider and then attempts to tumble through its square and pop out around the side of it. Does it attack her as she moves in? It does not. However, do you have the movement to do that? So Sylvie has 30 feet of movement and she's not going to go. Sorry, she's not going to go all the way on the other side. Okay. She's going to pop yeah. out on the side where she's at. So just kind of like skirt the edge. Perfect. You can definitely do that. But to see if you actually go through, you still do need to make the check. The all acrobatics right. check. So acrobatics against reflex. its reflex. Yes. Ooh, only an 18. Against the reflex DC, that yes. does not make it. Darn it. So she would stop right before she Yeah, enters? you'd stop right in front of it, essentially. Yeah. But, notably, no attack of opportunity That's goes good. off. All right. That is good to know. That hit really did a number on her. She wasn't able to tumble through. So she is going to strike out and attack with her kukri. Oh, geez, only a 13. 13 does not do it. All right, final action for Sylvie. She throws up her family crest to protect herself because she cannot take another hit like that. Diego with a magical maul, it is your turn. Yep. Striking, I believe. Yes, uh, extra damage die for a maul is great. He feels this power imparted to his, his weapon by Vec and is going to use it. He just saw it. Sylvie take a huge blow and hates when when things hurt his friends like that. So first action, he's going to rage. Then he's going to use his sudden charge ability. So he spends two action to move, to stride twice, and then take an attack if he's within melee range of this thing at the end. So he's going to spend 50 feet to move around it to be flanking with Sylvie. Smart call. Right there. That's a flank, my friend. And let's see. I think this could be worth spending a hero point on if I don't roll well. That's a 19 total. I think I'm going to spend the hero point. Okay. 19 on the die. All that right. Is a 29 to hit. It hits. It does not crit. Oh. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's. I think that's to be expected there. But this is going to be some good damage. 12 on one of the d12s. Ooh. That is. 23 points of damage, Woo. bludgeoning damage. Dang. Part of that is negative energy, too. Or okay. this thing, but I don't think that matters. No, it's not a uh, particularly non-living spider. No. So <laughs> it's taking that damage. Oh, boy. Okay, that was a big hit on the spider. Mir, you're up. You're immobilized. Biggie. We'll start with him because it's going to be easy. So you'll spend an action to command him. Right. Basically, Mir has two actions, usually. <laughs> so, Figgy is going to move so that it's within 10 feet of the spider. That should only be one movement, right? Yeah. And then, because he's within 10 feet, he's going to do a thundering roar. And this thundering roar... Sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> And so now they unleash a powerful vocalization. Thank you, Rippet. And now each enemy within a 10-foot emanation will take 4d8 sonic damage with a basic will save against my spell DC. Okay. Whoa. Dang. I hope it fails. I don't think it did with the 26. 
but it's still, unless a 26 is a crit success, it still saves for half. Basic spell DC would be 19. So yeah, that didn't crit. Uh, my spell DC is 19. So that saves, but does not crit. That doesn't affect damage in any way, though. You sure about that? It would be half. Yeah, I think. a basic will save halves damage. That's how that works. A creature that fails its will saves also, also. frightened one. Yep. Oh, also. Yes, also. Okay. Whenever it says basic, the stages of success always kind of apply mm-hmm. the same way. Gotcha. All my other spells spell that out. <laughs> 23 points of sonic damage, but then you have to half that. So 11 points of sonic damage. Still pretty respectable sonic damage there. Yes, and sonic damage is always fun. And then Mirror can go. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a great, like, clear line of sight. Yeah, you have allies between it, but I will say because it's an elephant-sized spider, your allies are not granting cover, not even light cover. You can see 75% of this thing from where you are. Yeah, and that is that is a great, very fantastic, except it doesn't help for the, some of those spells. So I will instead just use my longbow, and I will shoot. Got a two on the die, so uh, not going to do anything. And then I'll fish for a 20. Got a six. Okay, two longbow shots. Yep. It's the spider's turn. It did not like getting hit by Diego. Diego is all by himself on the other side of the room. It's going to try to tear him apart. So it about faces its legs kind of thundering on the ground as it turns around. And it just tries to sink its fangs into Diego. 19 on the die is going to be a crit. Yep, uh, AC's a 19 right now with rage. Okay. But I get a little plus HP, a little temp HP, so that should help. That's good. That's 40 points of damage. Oh, my goodness. And what? I need you to make me a fortitude save. Someone call an ambulance. I did tell you 24 was very lucky. Yeah, I feel I didn't lucky think it was now. That lucky. <laughs> Two twos on the dice. All right, I have also drank an antidote. Yes, you have. So, uh... Uh, I'm going to need it with a 20 total. 20 total fails. Right now, you take one point of poison damage. You will take that on the spider's turn going forward. I forget how poison works, too. Because that was part of a crit, does it increase my stage, or does it just start at stage one? Uh, I think it still starts at stage one. Okay, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Oh, boy. It's got the reach for it. Figgy dealt damage to it, too. So it's going to... Swing it, Figgy. Should not do that. Feels just mean. 24 to hit. Certainly hits. Yep. Not even a question. Okay. 24 points of damage. And I need Figgy to make a fortitude save. If he has any bonus to poison, apply it. No. Got another natural two on the die. So Figgy is uh, poison. What's that go to? Nine. That's a critical failure. He is at stage two. Oh, no. Oh. And he's going to take... That would have been a good point for... Seven points. Oh, actually, you make a good point. I I do own Figgy's hero points. Two on the die on a save, I would use that hero point. You could spend it to stabilize at a later point. You could spend it to stabilize at a later point, but I think not crit failing on this poison is probably going to be pretty important. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool, then I will re-roll. That's why I announced it, because I don't control Vicky's yeah, points. Yeah, that's fair. 22. Meets beats. Oh! Yes. yes, I needed that so bad. I rolled a 15. Good hero point. Thanks Thank for the reminder, Emily. Yes, Figgy needs to survive. The, pi- the spider has swung twice, and I think with its final action, it's going to attempt to move 30 feet around Diego. Oh, is it going to go curl up and die? Mm. Spiders do that. Yep, that's good. Oh. Actually, it's going to try and it's going to go to the side and try and put a little bit more distance between you two than because uh, it has a 15 foot reach. So it's not going to be like directly next to you there. Yeah, that'll work. OK, Vec, you're up next. All right. So Figgy and Sylvie are close ish to Vec. They both have taken substantial damage. Diego is much further away, but has taken much more damage and is poisoned. This puts me in a conundrum. I could easily heal tons of damage to either of my close allies, or I could get a little closer and heal a little less to Diego, though debatably he needs it more, which is what I think I'm going to do. Yeah, he still is face to face with the spider. 
Yeah. So, let me take a quick look at the map and find out where I want to put my character, because I need to move him. If I had manifested my Eidolon next to you, this that decision would be so much easier. I should start doing that. This is a combat that is a lesson to you to manifest your Eidolon. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Vec shouts to the heavens, If only I had some sort of connection right next to me to my friend Diego. <laughs> All right, so he moves up. This is going to be a one-action move to be right next to Sylvie. Then he is going to simply cast the spell heal to action from range. This is going to be pretty unoptimized, given my curse, but it is what it is. Though I did max it out for 16 points of healing. Wow, that is important. Thank That's you. Good heal. Sylvie, it's your turn. Sylvie, seeing her allies taking horrible hits. The spider moved just outside of her reach, so she uses a move action to get close, and then she isn't quite close enough to hit, so she has to use a second action, and she's going to try to tumble through and end up close to Diego, uh, but kind of like back behind the spider a little bit more, yeah. You want to try to end up here? Yeah. You're like starting, maybe like here-ish to tumble? I, I didn't think she could make it within striking range. Okay. I'm just saying like, so if your if your tumble fails, you might where where would you at? Because you you'll either oh, fail yeah. or succeed. Sorry, she would be able to make it to that square. Yes, so then she could make it there and then attempt the tumble through. That's the, yeah, that's thirty feet. But she has yeah, she has thirty feet, so she could make it there and then try to tumble through. So here's my acrobatics. I rolled a one. I don't. That doesn't do it. Nope, that does not. So she is staying right there. That was her second action. And then I'm going to attack and hope to not roll a one. I didn't roll a one. I rolled a two. No. Ouch. Hey, that's forward momentum. <laughs> May next time I'll roll a three. 18 more no. turns. You're really going to be somewhere. That's a hill of the odds of these shitty rolls. <laughs> Diego, you're up. You <laughs> Safe to say you were bloodied in one hit on that. Most definitely. Yeah. Dropped to a quarter of my health. But fortunately, you have a healer on your team got me up a bit. Still kind of clutching his wound and feeling the venom course through his veins. Diego looks at the spider with a renewed sense of hate and moves around. Oh, you're killing me on the moving around him. I'm just trying to get a flank. It's, it's, it's a very smart move, but it restricts my ability to keep you alive. Yeah, and I, if I had manifested my Eidolon earlier, we go into this dungeon. The only reason I like didn't do that above ground is because I felt weird having a a specter on the streets or whatever, but here it doesn't matter. So I don't know if you're quite flanking there. I'm not flanking. Okay. I can't. I can't get around to flank uh, with her quite yet. So maybe it doesn't make sense to do that move. You might want to, and don't let me play your character for you, but you might want to sudden charge around and then move back, so you could move twice, hit, and then move your 25 feet back to right try to get back. back into Vex range. Yeah. Since you know you can kind of loop around this thing. I think that makes sense. Yeah, trying to squeeze out one good hit instead of trying to get two could do it. So yeah, I could I could come around here. And that's definitely uh, a flank. Okay, so like here is a flank. That should still be a flank too. Okay. You have a piece of it. Okay, so I will do that. I will sudden charge here with an attack as part of that and then try to move back into his range after this. Hopefully this goes well. The sweet spot is 30 feet away. 21 to hit. 21 does, uh, with the flank, does hit. Yes! Yes. Pretty good damage again. That is 22 points of damage. Very solid. And back. All right. That is my turn. So I I ran around it, hit, and then ran back. I'm diagonal with Sylvie, about 10 feet away from the spider, and 30 feet away from Vec, I think. Perfect. Okay. Diego, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. Yep. I got a 50-50 chance of making this. 19 on the die. That goes to a 31. You succeed, and you you hadn't crit failed before. I was so stage one. From stage one back to good. Unpoisoned. That feels so good. It is the spider's turn, however. Wait, how? Mir should go before. Oh, yeah, sorry. It is Mir's turn. Sorry, I had you roll that early, but we'll keep the save. For some reason, I didn't... uh, Forgot about me. Yeah, that's pretty usual. Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, I'm going to two-action heal animal. 
because Vicky needs it. And this is some guaranteed healing. So it is heightened automatically to uh, level two. Using that focus point? Yes, I am. I need 12 plus 16 points of, of healing. That's huge healing. That's good. Yes. Oh, nice. 28 points of healing. And actually, I'm not going to command Figgy at this point in time, only because I would like Figgy to stay here for a minute. I'm going to try to use one of these arrows that we got. Okay. So I am going to use an antler arrow. Sounds good. What's your range increment? 100 feet. Okay, you're solid. All right. We'll try to hit with this antler arrow. It's 23 hit. It would if there's no cover. Okay. What do you got? That So that would hit then. You got um, 23? Yes. All right. So then first thing I will do the bow damage, which is not a lot. <laughs> so that's six points of damage. But then we're you're getting hit with this antler arrow. So... When it hits target, bone antlers extend to pin it down. So the target must succeed at a reflex save or become stuck to the surface. And yes, stuck to the surface and potentially Don't worry about mobilize. it. Reflex is uh, 31. Jeez. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, now it is the spider's turn. Diego hit it with another big hit, so its first attack is coming at Diego. It only makes sense. Goodbye, everyone. That's a 24. That hits. That's 17 points of damage, and I need a fortitude save. That is a, with the bonus, a 21. 21 does not succeed. And so right now, you take three points of poison damage. Okay. Then you're stage one. The next attack is coming at Sylvie. All right. Would you like to do any reactions? Sylvia is going to nimble dodge. She does not have her shield up right now. Sure. Okay, that's only a twenty to hit. <gasps> because I nimble dodge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go, good nimble dodge. Them pluses. Them big pluses. Oh, I needed that. I don't. I don't know if I could have taken another hit. Then the creature hissing in pain backs up to the wall. As far as it can go, how far is that? 20 feet there. 20 feet, and then moves 10 feet up the wall. Oh, with its climb. climb. Hmm. That's still, still within melee range of us? It is 10 feet in the air. I think you can attack. So it's moved 5, 10, so technically it's like occupying the 15-foot square, I believe. And you can swing at the 10-foot square, so technically no, unless you have a reach weapon. Okay. That is its turn, Vec. Well, I want to heal people, but now the people that I want to heal can't hit it. So I need to see if I can. Thinking uh, electric arc? <laughs> I think I am. Do I have to do this? I really don't want to do this because it's so dumb. I might have to do it. I wanted to electric arc because I could add an action on top of that for three full actions to get out to 60 feet with my reach spell. Mm-hmm. But it's like 65 feet away. Yeah. Ah. With Pythagoras. you there. <laughs> right. So the other option is to try and daze it, which has a range of 60 feet. So I can add an extra action on to get it to 90 feet. However, or get 30 feet closer and hit it. Well, he's only got 25 feet of speed. Oh, right. Feet. Oh, yeah. But it'd be even worse if I try and do that. That's so dumb. Tactical climb. Strategery. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to matter if I heal Sylvie or Diego. No, neither of them can affect this creature anyway, unless it comes back down. Shoot. Talking myself out of it now. It's definitely going to do that. All right, fine. Vec starts glowing like he does. He casts a spell called Healer's Blessing on Diego. This activates the moderate curse. That costs me a focus point. Then Vec will spend another focus point to lay on hands with an extra action to do that from a distance. You are going to be, because of the curse, healing 18 static points of wow. damage. Wow. That is impressive. Do you have your closest person overflow, or does that only happen with a 
Lay on hands heightened is a static 12 points. Then healer's blessing is four points on top of that. It's a two, it's a level two spell. So that overflow is the two points. Ah, so that sure. gets you up to 18. 18. Nice. Yeah, that's three actions. That's a good lay on hands, level three. Yeah, not bad. That's great. Sylvie, you're on the ground. This creature's not. In the last room we were in, we were thrown a bunch of alchemist fire. Sylvie still has one left. Range increment on those is 20 feet. Yes, it is. And two, she has one hand free, but to light it, does she? would she have to put her weapon away? No, we said you guys okay. could light it with one hand. Perfect. I believe Diego even lit it with a small house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she probably shouldn't have a lot. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's free action to attach a hand, and then if you want to put it back, it's an action. All right, so she would have to draw that alchemist fire light it, and then throw it. The range increment is 20 feet, and right now this creature is... It's 25 feet just on ground, and then you said... 10 feet up. 10 feet up. I guess it's technically 15 feet up. Ah, 15 feet up. So she would be in her second range increment? Yeah, you'd be in your second range increment. I don't think that's 40 by Pythagoras. Yeah. Perfect. I'm trying to pull up the range increment. Is it a minus two like it is in? Yep. Okay, perfect. A 23. And three hits. Yes. It's going to deal damage and splash. Yes. So. Which the splash is just one point of fire damage. Yes, it is. Um, and a persistent fire. Yes. We'll take it. One point of fire. I rolled horribly. Oh. So two fire now. Yep. And then the persistent fire. Persistent fire. At least Sylvie was able to do something. Damage is damage. Yes. Diego. Yes. Uh, I have javelins. I could take out a javelin and throw it, but I have a much lower chance to hit with those. I think maybe I was thinking about trying to ready an action for when it comes down and strikes me, but it can hit me from range and not trigger that reaction potentially. Uh, It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think you kind of talked yourself into that. Like you can't go up and hit it. Mm -hmm. If it comes to you, it's not going to matter because it'll just hit you easy. Yeah, you have a low chance to hit, but that's pretty much your only option yep. with the javelin. I think I got to go with the javelin. So I'm going to drop my maul. It's been an action to pull out my javelin. But still one action only. Dropping is free. Dropping is free. Pull out an action. So I could throw one and then throw one later after yeah, I pull it out again. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I'll do. I will throw one javelin towards this wretched beast right now. 17 on the die. That's a 24 to hit. <laughs> Before it does hit the creature. And my rage damage does apply to this still, I believe. Much lower. That's max damage. That's 13 points of piercing damage to it. What's it look like? So Diego drops his maul and he pulls out his javelin. He steadies himself looking right for the creature and slings it and pierces this creature right through its abdomen or whatever, like the giant bulbous body of it, right at the point, like hitting something vital, and the creature slumps in its web or tumbles out if it weighs too much. Yeah, it it definitely just like rips around the javelin and hits the ground with a huge thud. Awesome. I'm picking that that thing back up and putting it on my mantle whenever I can uh, have enough money to buy a home. This is my (laughs) spider-killing javelin. Yeah. And you're out of combat. Ooh. I am still poisoned. Yes, you are. Mir, you would be able to act, I suppose, before that poison takes effect. Cool. How do I get out of the web? Yeah, that's going to be... You're going to have to roll to escape. You can do that by either rolling a um, an unarmed strike, a athletics check, or an acrobatics check. But right now, you're yeah, you're kind of glued in place. Yeah, so I'm going to try to get out with either acrobatics or unarmed. It doesn't matter. They're the same. I'm at a plus eight. I do wish this creature was intelligent so that I could have stuck back to the ground. Is that one action? That is one action. It does have the attack trait. So you do take a multiple attack penalty the next time you try to escape. Even on acrobatics? Yes. That's weird. It's like the escape type back. I feel like it's not super critical. I'm not... I don't know how I'm gonna get to him. I still got I still got some health to burn through to try to fight off this poison. That's good because I don't want to use a hero point on this. Yeah, keep your keep your points. Yeah, so I only got a ten because yeah, I rolled another natural two. 
I'm going to try to get out again. We could throw alchemist fire on her and burn the web off. Please don't. I'm all out. I got one. (laughs) That's a 16. Nope. Okay. That's cool. Does not make a lot of sense for me to do literally anything else. You need to do a third one. I mean, I can try. I will. That 20. Yeah. Brings it up a degree of success. So if it's only a regular failure. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Now, Diego needs to make a fortitude save. 18 on the die. That is a 30 total. That's good. You're good. I'm okay. Wow. Great. I mean, I'm like half health, but I feel good. Would love if someone could help me get out of the web. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to get Mirror out, you're going to have to use a shove combat maneuver. Ooh, I can totally do that with my maul. I think it has the shove trait. Oh, you're going to hit her with the maul to shove? Well, I'm going to use the maul to try to shove her out of the web, so I'm just going to go on. That way you don't get stuck in it, too. That makes sense. Okay. Here comes an easy athletics check to get you out. Easy. I mean, not easy, but an 11? No. (laughs) I'm just kind of poking with them all like, hey, does this help at all? And we're all just watching. Can can (laughs) Sylvie go up and try to do the same thing? Yeah, you could. All right, Sylvie moves up. Am I supposed to check my AC on these things? No. Okay. I didn't know because they're hitting me now. Get the DC. Um, pushing it's, you. Yeah, we're pushing. I'm, uh, yeah. If you okay. want, if you want me to damage you, I can no, I don't. That. that is a thirteen. No. For the sake of the <laughs> argument, can we say that we just take some time <laughs> to get her out? We're gonna sit here and see how improbable it is that maybe it'll kill Haley 18? on the spot. Haley's getting more yeah, scared. She does not succeed. Haley's getting scareder and scareder. She's, she's frightened. Look at oh, her. She's oh, rolling dice. Uh, Vec, a- Vec runs up. Uh, natural 20. I'm not kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I got a dirty 20. Vec runs up. She's body so out of the way. <laughs> like torpedoes at her. Only someone with divine power could pull that off. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was absurd. I, I didn't know Aridin was like a defensive tackle. Absolutely. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've had I've struck someone physically in years. Wow, episode 21, the blind side. The blind side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just defensive tackles are out of the west. Oh boy. <laughs> Back on your feet, man. We got more cabin to explore. <laughs> Diego is just... Uh, before we go, though, we got to check out the spider. Mm, yeah. Yes, and is this the venom we need? I have so much more respect for Vec now. I just don't know how he pulled that off. <laughs> okay, so examining the body, you could make a nature check. Yes. 24. Rolled finally above a 10. That's great. You do know that this is an ogre spider. That's not what we were looking for. And it's not what you're looking for. It does have venom. If you wanted to attempt to harvest it, you could. No, that's a fresh kill. What kind of check is that? It'd be a crafting check, I believe. I would probably allow nature as well. Ooh. I don't know that there's official venom harvesting rules, but in first edition, it was always like craft alchemy or something. Sylvie has crafting with like extracting poisons. Is there like a failure chance where like Sylvie there is a failure chance unless you're a well I don't know in 2e I know in first edition there was and in 2e there's like the toxicologist alchemist and there's also a poisoner archetype that might modify how poisons work for the sake of brevity and we can look it up after I'll say you can attempt to harvest maybe you're wearing gloves and we'll say you're safe Okay. Next time you try and harvest venom, <laughs> we'll look up the rules. <laughs> Find the official rules. All right. Sylvie carefully tries to extract some venom with a 10. Mir's going to try with uh, her rough rub ways. Some mud on it. Yeah, her, her more rough, natural yeah. ways. As, as Mir and Sylvie are trying to extract venom from this creature, Vec leans over to Diego and whispers, let that be carnage. Is that a Twilight that, reference? A I don't understand. It's, it's the sequel to Venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about instead of doing that, Vec uses a focus point to <laughs> heal. Hey, does a 27 get the Venom? Whoa. Whoa. Let there be carnage. <laughs> sure. Uh, so 
You can write this down. You have one dose of ogre spider venom. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Mir just kind of comes up and just takes the teeth. Is that is its teeth? No, right? no, no. Hi. You no you you milk it out of the out of the fang. Out of the little mandibles. Okay. I would have thought you spent years on a dairy farm the way you milked that spider's fangs. <laughs> That's weird. See, here's the thing. I was going for Mira is using not the careful methods that I would presume Sylvie was trying. She just takes. Well, the you know whole how boat. you know how they milk like the venom out of snakes and spiders, where they just like put them because yeah. they're smaller. Yeah. Usually, they put them over like a jar and just, like press yes. their gland down. You do that, but into like. <laughs> Big barrel or something. <laughs> How did I get a barrel? Found <laughs> in the detritus. It sounds like maybe you used your your uh, your scalpel to just cut the venom sack out. Of the right, spider. that's you what I was gonna say. Like I just like out. tore tore into the spider versus like doing anything careful. But yeah, so I have spider bed. Yes, but this is cool. certainly not the spider that you're looking for. As you observe the room, you do see that there are large carcasses in here. Looks like. Maybe horses, before oxen. The, before the minute of healer's blessing goes by, Vec is going to spend a level two spell to cast heal. This is the burst. Burst heal. Okay. On the party. You mean to tell me this spider had horses in the back? He's got the horses in the back. 2d12. That's base six. So Diego is going to get 10 points of healing out of that. I'm going to flip the two points of healing to Sylvie. So Sylvie's going to get eight. I'm only okay. 15 down. I didn't. I don't know if Figgy was still down at all. No, I healed okay. 100%. So then my question is, do we have time to refocus? <laughs> you can spend 10 minutes refocusing. You don't know what else is in this cavern. You don't know if you've disturbed anything by taking out this elephant-sized spider. Sylvie also needs more healing. She's still down a lot. Yeah, so I need 10 minutes to refocus so that I can heal Figgy mm-hmm. again in a panic. Now I you said Figgy wasn't, was at full. Yeah, but I need to refocus. So, uh, that, so you can heal him again later. Right, yeah. And then after that, if you still need healing, if Vex not able to like get it, I can also treat wounds on you. I don't know. Vex. I think you're both spending the time refocusing, right? Okay, cool. Vex needs to refocus because so then, I think so. So if anyone else has a medicine check that they want to use during that 10 minutes to heal. I have medicine, but it's very low. I am untrained. So I I, I can, we can just spend another, I guess. Like, I think that might be where we have to be. Okay. Uh, While we're waiting, can I do a knowledge check on these glowing fungus that are in the room? Sure. Is that nature? Nature, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nature. I might even let occultism. Ooh, that's higher, so I'll try the occultism angle. How far down is Sylvie? Sylvie is 28 out of 44. So, like, 16 down. Okay. And that is a 17 on the occultism. 17. You're not really sure about the taxonomy of these, but they remind you of mushrooms that are probably far underground. You've heard of stories about the illumination Mm. that mushrooms provide for areas that never get sunlight, such as the Darklands. But we're not nearly that deep. You're not nearly that deep, Mm. but those mushrooms could be higher up than the Uh, A variety, yeah, that's higher up. Okay. Tight. Interesting. Based on how much you are down, I either either should be targeting a DC-20 or I should be using my risky surgery. I mean, like, she's not at risk of going unconscious from risky surgery, so that seems reasonable. You could do a little, a little perception check to search around the room as this is going on, just to check the horse body, or, you know, just see what else is in here. Got a natural 20. Woo. I only needed a 2 to critically <laughs> succeed, but I got a natural 20, of course, when it's not that important. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Uh, just a search around the room. Yeah, you could roll a perception. In case we missed something. Nine. Nine would tell you that you can't see the bottom of the chasm that's to the north. Oh. uh, But you do see there's obviously the tunnel you came through, and there's another tunnel that heads that same direction to the north. So it, it seems to, like, circle back around. Okay. 
but you don't see anything at the far end of the room like it continues. So Mir slices around one of Sylvie's bite marks and does two points of damage and then heals for 21. Nice. Slices around those bite marks and then just shoves a lot of mud in them. Awesome. Thank you. Is that full then? Yeah. Okay, good. Good deal. Woo. Sylvie feels so much better now. <laughs> Would it be possible to do that again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. How so far we're going to take half an hour. Well, so it's refocused. Refocused. You just spent 10 minutes doing 10 that. 10 minutes doing the first okay. medicine check. I, I could concurrently have tried to do that on you. Okay. It's not a sure thing, but I only critically succeed on a uh, critically fail on a natural one. Okay. Which I do. Oh my god! Ah, hero point. Screw that. Oh. Okay. All right, I succeed. Spending these hero points like, like they're, it's, uh, it's going out of style. Like they're Chuck E. Cheese tokens, baby. All right, nine points of healing. That's fine. I'm only uh, six down now. That's perfectly acceptable. So, what do you guys think you're going to do? Do you want to head towards the new path you see up to the north, or do you want to loop back around? You know, there was an intersection that you skipped. Uh, earlier on. I'm kind of thinking new path. New path. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, we've fought two things now that have not gone well for us. I don't want to have to double back later when we realize that other path wasn't right. Yeah. Sure. What are you guys doing, you know, besides healing in this time? Diego, it sounded like you were searching around. Sylvie, once you get healed, are you... I think she would also search around and definitely be on high alert like looking for things in the webs I'm gonna say you're at the front of the party scout what's that? yeah I think that seems reasonable for the uh, exploration sure Mir wanted to sneak around sounds good so you'll be at the back of the group yes being stealthy yes okay back third to last then and just doing that action whatever the hell it's called something like sustain a spell where I'm uh, just detecting detecting magic yeah you're not detecting any magic as you come upon this web-choked room. I need perception checks from Diego and from Sylvie. Much better this time, a 23. It would help if I could roll above a 2. That is a 9. Here, you want to roll me that stealth? Yes. As you're kind of bringing up the rear. I absolutely do, yes. The highest I can get with a 28. Jeez. Really use these high rolls now. <laughs> Figgy, by the way, would be right behind Diego and Sylvie. Okay. Vec, I'll leave it up to you. You can look around or you can be thinking uh, as you're detecting of, since the only magic you're really familiar with is the divine, you could roll me a religion roll. Don't worry if it's for the purposes of initiative, they're the same bonus. Okay. So I'm going to think religiously. Now you're thinking religiously. There we go. And he's thinking pretty religiously at a dirty 20. What's your favorite idea? Mine is the death of my prophet. Biggie <laughs> tank. Okay. Vec, as you approach the room and you're detecting, this room is filled with webs. And there are bundles, things bundled up in webs. You're... Aura detects the presence of magic into the tunnel leaving this room. Okay. Something in there. Mir, you're being stealthy as you probably ever have been. Yes. In the back of the group. But those in the front of the group notice two humanoid-looking creatures, but with the heads of arachnids, eight eyes, just blinking separately from each other. And they clearly have noticed you in the web. And they speak to each other in this, like, series of... <laughs> these hisses. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Ooh, here we go. Web lurkers. Web lurkers. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. 
Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.